We would like to acknowledge the Gadigal peoples of the Eora Nation as the traditional custodians of the land on which we record this podcast and pay our respects to their elders past, present and future. Welcome to Sit With Us, the podcast. I'm Ella. And I'm Dom. And this is your invite to sit with us and chat about all things relationships, reality TV, pop culture, and everything in between. It is inclusive. Mm. It is no matter who, no matter where you are in the world. Come sit with us. Come listen. Come chat. Mm. Come engage. Hold on. It's about to get real. We're rock and rolling, guys. Long distance relationship today. And it's the weirdest thing ever, not having you here. You're virtual. I know. It's really weird. I don't like it. We shouldn't make this a regular thing. We're really excited about today because today we're going to be covering Mm. some more current things that are going on in our lives. You know, last episode we shared about us and our upbringing so that you guys can really feel connected to us. I actually do want to bring up when last week's episode came out. Now, I'm all about obviously things happen and I am spiritual and I believe in signs and I believe that, you know, people come in our lives for reasons and the juju stuff, right? (laughs) (laughs) So last week's episode, obviously, I shared a bit about my dad and it was pretty brief. Like I didn't really dive into it too much. And James and I don't really talk about him all the time. Anyway, James was listening to the podcast and that morning he was actually driving out to a job and he drives to, you know, the most random suburbs that are ages away, like an hour away. Yeah. Anyway, the address that he was driving to was Henry Court in Epping and my dad's name is Henry. Wow. I just got goosebumps. Holy shit. I know. (gasps) I got the biggest goosebumps when James told me because I was like, James, well, first James was like, this is a sign. I'm like, this is a sign that he's listening. (gasps) Oh, my God, babe. I know. Very strange. And I was like, James, this is like he is hyping us, like he's around, you know. He's around. So weird. It's so strange because things like this have happened before even with dad. I just love how in tune with it you are, though. You really, really are. Like since we, you know, got to know each other on the show, how many conversations we've had about spirituality, about, you know, ghosts, about things that we can't explain. We can't see. They're not tangible, but we feel them. And, I mean, that's a great segue for today's topics that we're going to be covering, which is all about relationships and love. And that's something that's, you know, not tangible, but it's something you definitely feel. Yes. We feel love. And when we fall, we fall hard and we catch feelings. I'm definitely one of those girls, man. And I don't know what it is about me. I think it's, I invest so much into, if it's just a guy that I'm talking to, every little thing I take to heart or I I dissect it. Oh, hang on. He didn't like notice that little thing. He didn't message me back straight away. Well, I think for me, I mean, I used to be like that, babe, don't worry. I used to get hung up if they didn't reply in the Mm. space of four hours. And as well, I think it's an excuse when people say, I'm so busy, I'm never on my phone. Hun, no, you are on your phone. (laughs) Exactly. We are literally glued to our phones. Yeah. I truly believe when a man wants anything in life, they will get it and nothing will also stop them. Nothing gets in the way. Yeah. They'll text you if they're busy. They'll call you. They'll pick up the phone. They'll want to see you for a 20-minute coffee catch-up. They will make that time. And that's why I think for me it's been so clear men haven't been making that kind of time for me. Men haven't been making that time for me either. And then it just makes me think, is this just our preconceived notion of what we think men should be or is this actually what we're dealing with now? 
going back to last week's podcast, at the end of the episode, I proclaimed that I was going on a date. (laughs) And we were going to say if it was good or if it wasn't good. Yeah. And honestly, I had an amazing time. I went on this date. I was really nervous. You were my hype woman. We were listening to Drake in the car. And I mean, I had such a brilliant time. Like we just forgot what the time was. We just chatted and it was really lovely. And it was so good that, you know, we saw each other, you know, the next day and we had a wine and whatever. And the chat's been great. I feel like I have a connection. And so that's all well and good. And then Classic Domenica comes in and, you know, every morning he was messaging me first. And then now this week, it's kind of like, I'm the one doing the messaging first. Mm. And I'm thinking, okay, is this his way of like trying to ghost me in his own way or am I just overthinking? You guys aren't from the same state. So you're already starting off in a long distance setup, right? Yeah. So love that for me. (laughs) That makes it even harder. I mean, it will just come down to how much you both really want to see each other again. And, you know, if he really wants to see you, and this is for any man and woman, like if they really want to see you, they're going to make a plan. They're going to try and see you again. The way that I see that dating period, you know, the first like three months, that is the trailer to the film and the film being the relationship. What happens in those dating stages, whether he is unreliable, whether he, you know, falls through, cancels plans, doesn't follow up, doesn't stick to his word, that's what the relationship's going to be like. What also happens with me, and to be honest, this has happened with every single situationship. I have said to myself, it's not going to work because of X, Y, and Z. This even happened with Mitch. Mm. This In my mind, I'm like, it's not going to work. Oh, so you already put it in your head. I already knew so it wasn't going to work. But. Babe, this is a revelation. I just knew. Shit. But I like to give someone the opportunity to prove me wrong. And they mm. never do. They've never proved me wrong. I think I'm needy. I don't know. And I don't think it's a bad thing, though. I think I just miss that attention. I miss getting attention from someone that I vibe with, you know? I miss it too. I miss that human connection and touch and cuddle. You know, it's been six months since Mitchell and that was living with someone every day and I've never lived with a guy before, you know, living and breathing with them 24 hours a day for nearly four months to no one. Naturally, you're going to miss it and crave it and need it and want it. Yes. I think I'm at that level now. That's where I'm at. And, you know, you inspired me to go on a date, but I was so happy when you said you were going on one as well. (laughs) I love dating. I put myself out there. Yeah. I'm the kind of girl now if I'm at a bar and if I see a guy and I'm looking at you, I will come up to you and say, hey, I'm not going to wait around. See, I need that confidence. But that's because I have been single for a very long time. I think for both men and women, there is so much fear around rejection and Mm. Rejection, you know, whether it's, I mean, it comes in so many different forms, whether it's a job, you don't get a job, right? Whether it is a guy, whether it's anything that you don't get into. Yep. Friendships, anything. Yeah. It's like, you know, we all want to be loved. We all want to be accepted. Yeah. You want to be liked, Mm. especially if you're putting yourself out there to approach a man or a woman. And for men, I feel it's a lot different. Their egos get hurt a lot more mm. than women. That it, it just naturally does because they have that very masculine alpha, I take the lead, I'm going to take care of you. And if they approach a woman and she's uninterested or she's taken or something like that, instantly they're going to be like, oh, okay. So a lot of men just sometimes avoid it. 
This is what I get from you is, you know, and how you've inspired me to get back into the dating is if I don't put myself out there, I'm never going to know what goodness there is and what can come from that. So it just is like a mindset switch. And because I haven't been dating for a really, really long time, I've needed to. And I've grown up so much. Like, you know, I do have a lot more confidence now and I should utilize that. Oh, definitely. I think that it takes time though. It definitely takes time to have the courage to be out and be like, hey, you know, I've spent time reading books on how to put myself out there. Matthew Hussey changed my life when I was like, I think maybe 19 or 20, I started reading his books and Zoe Foster Blake's books. They changed my life. Yeah. In terms of how to see myself differently being single, not like, like I mentioned it last time, not being sad that I'm single. Yes. And taking the power back of the positives of being single, because then that moment that you might meet your person, you might never get that time back ever again. Yep. So you do really have to change your whole perception and intention behind your single years, because it is when you're free. It's when you can meet all these amazing men and learn from them. And that's what I've been doing. Every dating experience I've had, I've taken away from every guy what I liked, what I didn't like, as well the guys that I've had these situationships with. I've picked them apart, being like, I like that about him. You know, it's just all about learning and figuring out what it is that you actually need. But I think even still then you might meet someone new and be like, wow, they're showing me something that I've never, never seen before. Yeah. And I like it. The main takeaway for me, you know, having been married and divorced, the main thing that people asked me after the divorce was, you know, why didn't you give it longer? Why didn't you try harder? There's always going to be these thoughts in the back of my head. Should I have given it longer? Like if I stayed and had two kids and bought a house, would I have then been happy? You know what I mean? Would he have changed? And Mm. then on the flip side of that, I think, holy shit, if I had stayed, imagine how sad and unhappy I would have been. Yeah. And then you'd have kids and then you'd have all those things and it'd be even harder. And it would be even harder and it'd be so much harder to get out of that situation. Like it was hard as it was, you know, all I took was literally the dog and the Dyson. Yeah, the dog and the Dyson. That's all I wanted. I literally walked out of there with those things and yeah, that was it. I can't even imagine, you know, women that have to make this difficult decision because it is, it's mm. the hardest decision ever to not only break, you know, your partner's heart, but you're breaking your own as well because – Of course, to a certain extent, I was still in love with him. You know, I married him. I I went through that whole journey with him. I spent four years with this person. Mm. So you're deciding to really, like, it's a life-changing thing. It's not just a breakup with a guy, you know. You've got to go to court and you've got to do all these things and you've got to make sure you sign all the papers correctly. Otherwise, you'll wait another three months, which is what happened to me, which was so funny because my like real divorce, got finalised on the day of my maths wedding. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I remember. Yeah, which is crazy. And then I remember telling you this when we were in maths and I thought, shit, we should have a party. Yes, we should have had a party. I think we did have some drinks or something at yours. I think we did something to celebrate. It was a huge moment. Because it was delayed. I was meant to be properly legally divorced before then, not as a prerequisite to be on the show or anything. It was just, it was meant to happen, but someone, not me, forgot to fill in the papers correctly. He threw a hissy fit when he knew that I was going on the show. You know, I was putting his career at risk. Like so much crap. So no, we're not amicable. He wants nothing to do with the dog. In the divorce, he literally said, like, I'm not going to pay for anything with Millie. I don't want anything to do with her. I know. It was really sad, actually. I think that's probably the one thing 
that affected me the most was when I I read that statement being like, I want nothing to do with the dog. I I will not bear the burden of any costs. What's your views on being friends with exes? I think it can be done, especially if you've got children. I know people that have had pets with their exes and they're still kind of amicable and they see the, each other because they, you know, they still have the dog and they share the dog or the pet. But look, I think if you've got nothing that is there to bring you together, I reckon being friends with your ex is probably not a good idea. For me, like I'm friends with all of the guys I've ever dated. Like they still check in with me and we still chat and, you know, even the situationships, even my ex-boyfriends, like my first love and my second relationship, like we would check in up until recently. Like my first love only called me last New Year's. Wow. Yeah, like it's so weird. We're all still friends. The only person that I'm not actually friends with is Mitchell. Wow. And that's someone you were married to. So that there you go, babe. That was someone who I did a lot with and he's, yeah. <laughs> but even know, so. Isn't that bizarre? And you spent so much time and so much like real meaningful time with Mitch and yet he's the one you don't speak to, which still yeah. bloody blows my mind to be honest. I still don't understand how he can be friends with some of the people that he is you know, friends with after what they've said about us and the people that he supposedly, you know, did get on with, you know, like even Jack and... I mean, he doesn't care. He actually just doesn't care. And that's like my ex. He actually doesn't care. He doesn't care who he's got to step on or he doesn't care who he hurts for him to move on. And I think that's what it comes down to. I think when people are hurt, they do weird shit. Of course they do. Now, I do also want to sort of go back to, you know, how we went on dates, right? Yes, yes, so yes. The one I want to ask about, so this guy, he's an old flame. We hung out. We've, we've given it a go twice. <laughs> Is that a bad sign? Wow. Oh, so you've given it a go twice. I didn't know this. Yeah, so like the first time we hung out maybe like four years ago, oh. maybe longer, five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah. We never got intimate or anything like that. We just like spent a lot of time together and talked a lot. He's always stayed in touch though. Like we've always stayed in touch and that's the thing. Like I always tend to stay in touch with my old flames. It's very strange. Like they always check in and anyway, we caught up and it was just so good and he really did seem so different and it's like he's had this huge shift with his energy and his mental health and he's so much more aware of it. And it's just so much more attractive when men do talk about what's going on. Yeah. With their struggles, right? You know, like it's just so much better. There's nothing to hide. We're not trying to be this other person and trying to put this mask on. Like just Mm. tell me how you're feeling. Tell me what's going on. But obviously like I notice now that he is more emotionally available than he was, right, two years ago. I just question the timing. Yeah, I mean the timing also never was – it never worked out in our favour. Okay. Every time. Mm -hmm. And, you know, right now this is the first time in my life that – I'm not chasing love. Wow. My whole life in dating, you know, since I was 18, I've been searching for it, looking for it, hoping for it, lowering my standards for it, mm-hmm. putting up with shit for it. And literally since maths, this is the first time in my whole dating life that I'm not thinking about dating and I'm not chasing the date or following it up. And, you know, I don't care if I do. Like, that's just what, like, if I go on a date with someone, I'll follow up. I don't care. I'm not going to wait around. I'm just like that. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't want games anymore and I don't want any of that stuff anymore. But it's really weird because this is the first time in my life I actually don't genuinely know what I'm ready for right now because there's so much going on and, you know, he's come back and 
he is emotionally available, I think, now. And he's a great guy. He's a very good egg. I think it's actually a really cool position to be in, babe, because you're not chasing anything, right? You're just able to go with the flow and see where this takes you. And, you know, if you do catch feelings and you really start falling for this guy or whatever that may be, I think that's a beautiful thing. It's, it's, the, it's the right way to do it. When you're so, like, invested in trying to, to find something, often we can become hard on ourselves and then, mm. you know, we get in headspace where it's like, oh, what's wrong with me or, you know, you have all this self-doubt. So I honestly think you're in the best position right now That is why right now this guy in particular has come back into your life, not only because he's got this newfound, you know, self-awareness and he's, you know, come into himself. I think you're just oozing this real like, I'm actually just really happy with where I am right now. And I don't I don't need a man to come into my life to be happy. But if one does, I'm able to accept it and take that on. That's how I vibe from you. Like that's the vibe I get. That's literally, so I caught up with Ellie the other day and she said the exact same thing. She said, she's never seen me like this before. Yep. This is the first time that you're not chasing it and you're just so happy by yourself and you, for once in your life, don't feel like you need that void filled. Mm. I do really like it. I do really like this whole new feeling and experience that I'm in right now. It's nice to not have that on my mind 24-7, oh, I'm so lonely, you know, I'm the last one standing out of my friends. Yeah. Like, I used to just feel so sorry for myself that I hadn't found that person yet. There is obviously that underlying pressure, though, of all your friends settling down now. I've got one of my other best friends' engagement this weekend and, you know, all my friends have, like, long-term partners and there is that pressure because they're going to start having babies next year and, like, you want to be mm-hmm. on that journey with them. You want to be sharing it at the same time with them but just accepting that, It's, you know, might not happen for me at that same time and that's fine and that's okay. I'm okay that I'm not in a relationship. And, you know, there is so many women out there who are in their 30s who may be feeling the exact same way as well, who are just happy and content with the way that things are and they don't need that person. But that's where it all comes down to, hey, just being happy by yourself. Yeah, exactly. And I think I'm in a very similar place, but I I do think that we are different. I want someone Mm. to talk to you at the end of the day, to cuddle when I need it, to just listen to me when I just want to vent or just to like have a nice meal with and just to sit across from and talk shit and, yeah, you know, and like I have have you, I have amazing other girlfriends, I have a family, I have all of this stuff. But it's not the same. It's not the same. And I actually like did a video. I recorded myself the other day because I was was just in a bit of a weird state. Like I'm about to get my period. Like I'm just very emo, right? At this point in my life, when I should be so happy, I have money in my bank account, I have a roof over my head, I have an amazing mm. family, friends, everything, like all these incredible opportunities, you know? Mm. And then I just thought to myself, why the fuck am I not happy right now? You're an idiot. You have all these things that you've always wanted. Why are you sad that, you know, you don't have just that one thing? And it's so weird that we, <sighs> we define ourselves by what this idea of happiness is. And if one thing is just missing in our lives, we're chasing it. And I think it's so relatable because I feel like every fucking person on the planet feels this feeling at some point in their life. And that's my moment right now is like, you know, we've got this incredible Europe trip booked, doing incredible things with the podcast. We've got all these awesome things coming up. But for some reason, I just had this feeling of like, fuck, 
Why am I unhappy? You know, and I get it. Like it comes down to the fact that I suffer from anxiety and depression and I get that. Like I go through waves. I got angry with myself though because I said, Domenica, you've literally, you are in the best position you've ever been in in your life. Like you're still sad and it's just that one thing. It was really interesting and I'm glad I documented it though because I feel like you you actually inspired me once again to do that because you do that with things that you've gone through in your life. You know, I'm so big on journaling and documenting things that happen in my life. Like my journal literally has everything. Documenting is really important because then you can go back and look and reflect on how you were feeling. I'm very curious here because we've got the expert on dating here, Miss Ella Jing. <laughs> what is the time frame that you wait for a second date if you really enjoyed, you know, your first date? Well, there's just no pressure because we already know each other, which is great. And we're very honest and transparent and he knows that I'm busy and, you know, but in, in your case, when you don't look, if you just some, you know, if it's a new guy, you yeah. don't know him, you go yeah. on a date, I would say like maybe five days, like in the week, probably not longer than seven days. Yeah. Unless you're like really busy or you're working in the interstate or something like that. But I would honestly say if you've gone on a date and you had the best time and you, you're keen to see each other again, within the next seven days is pretty good. Do you wait for him to be like, hey, what are you doing this night? Would love to take you for dinner or do you make the next move? What's the go? Well, I don't think that there's really any rules around who should do what. Like if you really want to just go for it. But I have absolutely no issues in making things happen. This is also like when it comes to being out and you see a cute guy and you want to go say hi, you've got nothing to lose because you don't know them anyway. <laughs> you don't know them. If you go up to them and you say, hey, how are you? Like I'm Ella. And if they're like, oh, sorry, I'm taken. Well, cool. That's cool. I don't know you anyway. I didn't know you to begin with. And now I still don't know you. So bye. <laughs> There's this book I read many years ago, right? On average, this was when I was like peak single. Yeah. And it's called How to Get the Guy. Best book ever, guys. If you are single, dating, on average, it's like how many men, let's just say, a week do you meet and you know everything about him and you catch up with him on average without social media if you're not on dating apps because I'm not, right? Mm, no. How many men a week do you meet? When I was reading this book, I said, oh, well, zero. You know, I was working in beauty. I don't meet men through my job, whereas, you know, some of the jobs you do meet men. So at the time I was like, well, I don't meet any men unless I'm going out and I wasn't doing that either. So in the book, it's like, okay, well, if, you, if your average man a week is zero, what are the odds that you're going to meet your man in five years' time if it's zero every week? And then I'm thinking, oh, okay, shit. shit. So in the book it gives you tasks and little things to do. Oh. And one of my first tasks was – where you get your local coffee, you should know your barista's name, right? And at the time, I didn't. And the task was to learn your barista's name so you know for next time. And I did. I did that exact thing. When I ordered my coffee, I said, what was your name again? Just simple, right? Yeah. Next task, you're at the gym. There's been a few weirdos for me at the gym that have been like, oh, yeah, hey, like, can I help you out? No, I'm just working out. The gym's a, a hard place, place to, do, to do that, I think, because yeah. you're in your, your skin tights, you know. But it's more so just about becoming comfortable mm. with saying, hey, what was your name or where's the towels? Or you could make up anything. Hey, do you know where the water, where do I get a water from? It could be anything. But I've got a task that we're going to do next week and we're going to report back to you guys. So Dom's down in Melbourne next week and we're staying out in the city on Thursday night. And Dom, I'm going to make you go and pick up a guy. Like I'm not necessarily going to go <laughs> home with him, but I'm going to make you wherever we go, if it's coffee, if we're just roaming on the street, oh, I'm going to make you approach a guy and just ask him for his name or if there is actually 
a genuinely like cute guy at the bar, you're going to offer to buy him a drink. I'm going to make you do it. And now I've got to be held accountable for it because now in the next podcast, people are going to be like, bitch, did she do it? You're going to do it. It's really not scary. I See, I get more adrenaline out of that than Tinder dates or swiping. Like I get so much adrenaline out of going up to someone. I love it. I feel like maybe once I do it and I get that, like, mm. you know, even if, you know, he doesn't, he's married or whatever or yeah. nothing eventuates from it, I think just the kind of thrill of it. We're actually going to, so we we did mention in our Facebook group, we have like the best little community growing on Facebook. Oh. I think we're nearly on 4K, babe. Yeah, it's like growing so quick and we love it. So please come and join us. You guys have given us some really terrible first date stories, which are great. And we will get there. We will read them. Yeah, we're, we're compiling them, guys. We're compiling the worst first dates. Yeah, worst first dates. Or just worst date experiences in general. Yeah, we love hearing stories. We definitely do. Oh, um, I think that we should maybe um mention the other exciting thing that's in the pipeline. Starts with the letter M, E, R, C, H. Did I spell that right? Oh. <laughs> Here's me sitting being like, fuck, what's she spelling? Merch. Wait. Jesus. I'm like, wait, am I spelling it right? You, I love you. I love you. You're spelling it right. Again, we'll spell it together. M. M. E, e R R C C H, H spells <laughs> merch. <laughs> so, guys, we've got some really exciting work in the pipeline at the moment for our merch. We're making sit with us merch. Thank goodness. We're going to engage with you guys though through socials. So, we're yes. going to drop some, you know, polls. This or that. This color. This vibe. This style. We're only going to do. I think three items for our first drop. Yes. We want you guys to really be involved in this because, you know, as you know, you helped us find the name Sit With Us and we want everyone part of the community to help us and what you guys want. So it's super exciting and it's moving really fast. So make sure you are not only in the Facebook group but also follow us on Instagram at Sit With Us The Pod. And yeah. <laughs> you got it right, babe. I got it right. For the first week, I got it right. <laughs> on that note, I think – I'm just um, I'm keen for this uh, task you've given me. I'm a bit nervous, but you'll be there by my side. So oh my gosh, maybe I'll film it secretly. Oh shit, maybe I'll film it, guys. You will. Here we go. There'll be video footage of it. Great for everyone that's listening for the next seven days until the next podcast. Make it a task for yourself. Learn a guy's name or where he's from. If it's just like, oh hey, what was your name? Like where are you from? Like what area? Or if you're out and you see a cute guy. Go say hello. What about if you just say, wow, you've got really beautiful blue eyes or you've got gorgeous hair or something like that? Yeah, a compliment. They're cool shoes. I like you. Some, it could be yeah. anything. Everyone set yourself a little task the next seven days and that could be also something you report back to us. Okay. All right. Done. Thanks for tuning in, guys. Don't forget to follow us on all our socials and we'll chat with you next time. Thanks, guys. Bye. <laughs> Thanks so much for listening to Sit With Us, the podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe for free for future episodes. Leaving a review really helps others find the podcast. And come sit with us on Instagram at sitwithusthepod. Sit With Us is part of the ACAST Creator Network. 